Hey everyone, welcome to Beers and, and on today's episode we're going to be doing Beers, beers and, and bagels. bagels. It's what's for breakfast. <laughs> I am Nick, uh, sitting here with my friend. Oh, well, okay. I'm sitting here Alex. with my friend Alex. Say uh, hi, Alex. Hi, Alex. Hi, Alex. <laughs> All right, everyone. Welcome to the first, uh, the inaugural, the initial episode of Beers and. And today, we're going to be doing beers, having some bagels. Yep. Two things you didn't think needed to go together, but here we are. But they do. But they do. And I actually found out something kind of interesting, if anything. Do you know why? Why? So bagels primarily need to be made from malt and barley malt and barley what else is made with malt and barley ah, i think i know where you're gonna i think i know where you're going Turn, with this. turns out it's also beer okay. beer as well so welcome we're gonna be doing not only a beer review but we're gonna be having some bagels and a little informational about the bagels too i think a little bit because you know what we were sitting around and, and alex and i were thinking to ourselves like okay we want to do a little bit of a podcast about beer what else is it going to be about? It can't be just about beer. I wasn't in a frat. I'm not bro enough for that kind of shit. I am bro enough, but I was also not in a frat. You are bro enough. That is that is very true. But then we thought about it and we we're like, well, what do we talk about when we usually have beers? And it's, we couldn't limit ourselves. So we're like, everything. fuck it. We'll just do, we'll do anything and everything. So week to week, episode to episode, we don't know what we're going to be talking about necessarily. Maybe it's beer. Maybe it's, well, it's always beer. It's, it's always, always beer. beer. Maybe it's beer. Maybe it's bagels. We were coming up with some ideas. I couldn't figure out the difference in spelling between coma and comma. So who knows? We might have an entire episode on comas and commas. Who knows? Not related, but also English language, right? Yeah, exactly. But we're going to be starting off with beers and bagels. So before we get into the guts of the show, before we get into the nitty gritty, we're going to get into brew news because yep. there's news in the industry and we want to know about it. Brew news. So I'm going to take the first one. Coke is having their own seltzer, their hard seltzer come out. Topo Chico and Coke are collaborating on a seltzer that is going to be in 28 markets by the end of 2021. Uh, Coke launched a hard seltzer earlier this year in collaboration with Molson Brewing, if you know any Molson beers. They're the Canadian folks. They are the Canadian folks, correct. Uh, so in 16 markets worldwide currently, and with plans to expand that um, further as we go into 2021. I I don't know how I feel about the whole seltzer thing. I thought it was just going to be like a one-off, and evidently it's here to stay. Honestly, it's the best way to hydrate while you're drinking because it's just purified water. But I feel like it's a little bit undone I with mean, the alcohol content. Nobody... I'm not one... To complain. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're very, very smooth. I had the Coke one, obviously. My main drink is usually the vodka club to begin with, or vodka soda. And, and we're dehydrating while we drink. Do you know that I went to, I think I was at a, a, I was either at a wedding or some sort of like reception hall thing, and I asked for a vodka soda, and I swear to God, they put like cola, like Coke oh. or Pepsi in it. And I remember looking, I was like, that's a cute No, what are you, what are you, new? No. <laughs> yes. Gin and tonic, always, always gin and tonic, in the realm, in the I realm can't of too tonic anymore. Oh no, too sweet. Oh, okay, okay. So Nick and I found out uh, years ago. This is totally off topic, but we made a gin bucket for New Year's <laughs> once, and we set up a uh, like black lights in the basement of the Pocono house. Um, but we found out that tonic glows in the dark, 
which we did not expect and we're very concerned for a second. Tonic is the sexy mixer. Tonic the is dirty, sexy. It's a dirty you're mixer. You're absolutely right. Oof. So, uh, yeah. So that's, okay, so that's the seltzer news for Coke. Um, what else have you got here? I'm going to tell you about Stone Brewing. I don't know if you guys are familiar with them. They're actually one of the first beers I ever had when I turned 21. I was really drawn to the Gargoyle logo. Um, so Stone, actually, in seltzer news, is also starting up their own seltzer. It's going to be called the Buena Vida Hard Seltzer, now available in Southern California. This is another well-known brewery that is branching out and um, trying to get into the seltzer business. And uh, honestly, at this point, why not? Because everyone's doing it. Is it just like a cop-out? I don't know. I, it's a, like, I'm not, you know, I'm not as much like yeah. of a beer drinker unless I'm like with you, with the guys, but, you know, if we're out or whatever. But I don't know. It almost seems like sacrilege that you've got some of yeah. these like breweries that are going I, ahead and starting to get into the seltzer I think game. It's like a marketing thing. Everyone wants to be more appealing to people who don't drink beer. So you know, especially like the people with gluten allergies. What is that it that you it? call people that don't drink beer? Uh, we, I don't think we can use that word, can we? I was gonna say just a lady, but that's not <laughs> even right. I'm. That's not even right. I'm getting real controversial right off the bat. That's all right. Why don't you tell us about the next piece of news? This one's actually very, very interesting, and I highlighted it in green. Oh, you did. I didn't realize that you had done that. I thought that that was just a copy and paste job. It may have been, but now, now it's highlighted in green, so we're going to run with So Houston's 8th Wonder, uh, which again is a brewery down in, uh, in the Great Republic of, they've launched Delta 8 THC Seltzer. It's a non-alcoholic beverage with uh, THC Delta 8, and Delta 8 produces euphoric efforts, effects similar to, but milder than, the known Delta 9. Correct. The psychedelic substance in normal thc products i'm intrigued i'm about it yeah and i swear to god the second that you had said to me like when you had walked in you were talking to me about like delta i was like yeah i know about the i read the fucking news I know. I know what's going on we know about the and variant. then i remembered that you were like no, no 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 you were like yeah i saw it in a store and i was like shit they're just bottling it now like that yeah, doesn't sound yeah. safe by any means it has but, some, something to do with the chemical composition you know thc delta nine has nine of tetrahydrochloride and i assume that delta eight only has eight you know that i don't touch that devil's we don't do that we don't do devil's we don't do cabbage, cabbage here. We don't do not by any means um okay in other beer cannabis related news apparently this is going to be a thing now oscar blues i don't know if you guys know them another famous brewing company oscar blues enters cannabis industry jim randall joins beer board okay so clearly we're moving in a certain sort of way we're trying to combine cannabis and beer or cannabis and alcoholic drinks like that's the movement right now right so brewers are making seltzer and they're making thc and like weed infused beer correct what a time to be alive it's so funny because you know i always think about like the number of folks that always say like oh after i drink i can't smoke i'll get sick and i wonder if it's i guess it's probably not it obviously can't be the same sort of effect right um you know, i'd be interested to see how they work in tangent nope that's not the right word in tandem together there we go because yeah we, we figured it out right. we know words um I, i'm interested because i don't know like you know one's a, well one can be an upper and beer is obviously a downer essentially yeah so i'm wondering how they mix i don't mm. know if that's going to be hey listen palatable. i'll try everything at least twice at least twice wants to know <laughs> And then once to know if we like. Oh, God. We're going to jump to uh, New York. One of my personal favorite breweries, uh, if you guys haven't heard of them, Other Half. Uh, they started in Brooklyn. 
Other Half has released um, a new beer, uh, to me at least. This was a couple of days ago. Um, a sour IPA brewed with blackberries, lemons, Marcona almonds, vanilla, and milk sugar. And <laughs> I like how you did your notes the same way that I did, that you put your own little commentary in there because it says after that, dot, 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 wow. Yeah, sounds, <laughs> sounds yum. Uh, I mean, everything Other Half touches in my eyes turns to gold, and uh, they really can't do anything wrong. I know you've had some. I have, yeah. And you know what? I'm a big fan. I've always been a big fan of sour. I love a good sour beer. Um, I'm curious. Do we know what type of IPA it's going to be yet? It, um, I didn't get to try it, but it's it's a sour IPA. Um, one of my very, very good friends said it was delicious. Hmm. I do like the sound of like blackberries and lemons. I've never had a Marcona almond, but I mean, I how different could it be? They put like all sorts of weird shit regular in Regular almond? Yeah. That does sound sweeter, I think, than a regular almond. Oh, all right. That does sound really good, though. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I'll, all right, I'll bite other half. I see you. Take us through the last little bit of other half news. So, yep, this is the other half. Oh, yeah, this is the other half of other half news. Uh, so, uh, this is uh, O2 Seltzers uh, are out in full force with their latest batch of flavors. Oh, it's funny because you, oh, yeah. you, you post these things, and I probably should read through them. <laughs> no, it's okay. We want organic. <laughs> This is an all-organic show, everyone. No so they, GMO here. So they've got uh, a whole bunch of new uh, flavors uh, of their seltzers. They've got all citrus, all citrus everything, which is lemon, orange, and pink grapefruit. Ooh. Lemon, lime, mule, mango, cucumber, spa, water. Fuck me. The, yeah. That is like a white lady. Yeah. <laughs> that, is a, that is a white lady that, with two kids and a day off. For lack of a better term, that's a Karen drink. That is a <sighs> You know what? Hey, that's fine. I'll sit next to her in a terry cloth. <laughs> And uh, Berry Trip, which is made with strawberry, blueberry, and raspberry, conditioned on blueberry juice for an extra juicy trip. Sounds delicious. Yeah. Ooh, I like those. I've never had an O2 seltzer. Neither have I. Those are new from them. Um, So next time we go, we're getting some. Yeah, I was going to say, we're going to have to. And not to to deviate too terribly far, but so the last time we went... um, you had said you were like, oh, we'll go to other half. We'll order. We'll go to other half. And then we'll stop off at L&B. And I was yeah. like, I'm in it for the L&B. Yeah. And we didn't go to L&B. I know. Next I'm time. not going to hold so it against you, but I will bring that, it up now. For those of you that don't know, forum. that don't live in Brooklyn, um, I grew up until I was three years old <laughs> around the block from L&B Spumoni Gardens Pizza. And I can tell you honestly that every other pizza I've had since, I felt like I've cheated on L&B. It is, it is that good. We won't tell them. We, oh, I mean, I'm telling everyone right now. Oh, that's but, true. But it's delicious. But yeah, we will definitely go. Next time we go to the other half, we'll be stopping at L&B. Cool. All right. So, you know, make sure uh, make sure you guys, you know, join us on down the line. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to come back with some... Uh, oh, we're coming uh, back with pizza. Oh, definitely pizza. I was going to say with like, you know, maybe a little look at, you know, how we feel about some of the O2. Oh, definitely. We're going to try as well. But definitely the L&B. Definitely the pizza. Done. So we didn't tell everyone what we're drinking today. I know. And I think it's about time to because uh, we, at the time of this recording, it is, uh, it is, a, it's, we're going through a hot snap. Yeah, it's, it's hot in here. It's a everyone. hot snap here in Asbury. It's hot. Okay. Um, so yeah, today so we we're drinking from Bolero Snort. This is one of their sours called Runt of the Herd. And what it is is a kettle sour with lime, orange, and fruit candy. So all I can do is assume from fruit candy and the name of the beer that it's Runt's. Well, the and the the graphic actually looks a little bit like the Runt's as well. You know what? It looks like those other um, fruit candies that are shaped like... 
fruits. Aren't like, those runts? No, runts are. Oh wait, yes. Yeah, those are I'm, runts. I'm confusing runts and nerds. Right, right, right. right. Runts also are the, delicious. Runts are the ones that you would always like. That again, I guess in the in the time of COVID, seem like terribly terribly like unsanitary but those are the ones where you would just put like a quarter oh my God. in and you would hold your hand yeah. out and just get like a, a pile full and you didn't know when they filled those things up they were always like three quarters of the way empty we never cared oh no i don't think you I give cared. me a quarter i'm getting some runs out of the machine i was a bubble i was a uh, not a bubble gum guy i was a, i was a bouncy ball kid oh okay like the blue ones or yeah, oh, ones. yeah 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 oh, yeah okay. rena was not allowing Played us to just of, get um, the candy handball in brooklyn Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Those are the good ones. Yeah. Okay, let's get to it. All right, let's see what we got here. Okay. So, Ooh. this beer, yeah, love that sound. So, this beer, well, I mean, just look at it right now. It's a beautiful, like, it's pinkish, good. orangey. A little bit of a, almost like a mango sort of flavor and that's in there. Yeah, you got to pour that like out for me. Yeah, I got you. I yeah, got you. Thank you. We serve. We serve here. We're friends. Lady never pours her own beer. Lady I got to stop it with this. I don't know what I'm doing today. I'm full force. You're being you, which is important. I guess that is true. I'm going to get myself a little bit at the bottom because it looks like there's some candy at the bottom. You know, not full pieces, but a little bit of sediment. And um, even though it looks gross, we want that. It is highly, super carbonated. Look at the color. I mean, I like all the sediment. At you the have a little too. bit of a different tone than I do, um, yeah, but it's like that pink, like a grapefruit. I do. Almost. I like it. Huh. What are we getting? It smells like there is there are notes like tannins of wine in there. I wonder. I smell it. And what's the what's the flavor makeup again? It just it's says a lime orange lime and, orange fruit, and candy. fruit candy. It does kind of have that meaty honey wine. Something. Cheers, brother. Cheers. To the first and hopefully not the last. Definitely not the last. Ooh. Okay, there's quite a bit going on in here. It's a little... The sour comes through with it's the lime. It's definitely sour. It's a little dry at the very it, end. You know what? It is. I think that's why maybe the, the wine comes through. But what you get overall is, and I'm sure everyone can relate, a mouthful of sweet tarts or shock tarts Ooh, or yeah. runts. It has that kind of like, like it sits on your palate like sugary, like almost like you can feel the sugar in your mouth. I, uh, yeah. It's something that, yeah, you would definitely not be allowed to have until you finish all your dinner. Mm. Oh, and this Luckily is like, we're having for breakfast. That is true. I think this is a one-off beer though. I don't know if I'd be able to have like more yeah. than one, maybe two. It's very two? sweet. Um, What's good is that it's low ABV. It's only, I think, four and a half. Really? Four and a half percent. So it's like your regular run-of-the-mill light beer. I think light beer is like 4.2, so a little bit stronger. Hmm. But um, it's got like really, really nice notes of candy. Yeah, and you know what? It's not so sour that, again, where it kind of turns you off. Mm -hmm. And, again, it almost gets that like syrupy, sticky sort of like yes. consistency at the end. Like, like it's, sour. It is still really refreshing. Yeah. Which I like. I'm a big fan. Yeah. And on a day like today, I think that would go really oh, well. It's a beautiful beach beer. It is a Sit beach Sit on the beach, beer. crack one of these. You got your candy. You got your beer. I don't know what else you could want at the beach. Uh, no, I, I don't. Just a little bit of goddamn peace and quiet. Absolutely. <laughs> which we don't get very often. Okay. So now we've tried the beer. We've said what we think. What if you had to rate this on a one to five? Or should we do, well, let's do one to five. One to 10, I think, is too many variables. And that's what uh, Untapped, 
the app for beer. They go one through ten? One to five. Oh, okay. I like that. Yeah, like three being neutral, five, absolutely. Five is four. Nothing gets a five. Sure. I would probably say right around a 3.8, four. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if I'd give it a full four Mm -hmm. just based on that idea. Like that I don't think I'd be able to have, like I said, a second one or if I did i definitely wouldn't be in the market for like a third one for sure for sure um yeah so as a result i'm gonna say yeah i like 3.6 3.6 yeah i'm gonna say 3.6 i'm gonna go a little higher say 3.8 um i've had other beers from them this is definitely not the best one i've had but this is pretty good for being made with candy yeah i was gonna say it's 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 nice it brings out like it reminds you that hey you're an adult but you can still kind of be a kid as well which i like remember beer is not for kids well, I mean, it's it's because of kids, but <laughs> these two things are not correlated. No, it caused kids. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. So I, I keep my locked under the stairs. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what what kids? Uh, so this was this is very good. Oh, I like that uh, a lot. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a big fan of this. I don't even really want to move on to the bagels. Oh, you see, and I'm gonna kindly disagree with you here because so you know we've already established at this point in time. Right now, we are we are recording uh we are down we're down in asbury asbury park down here new jersey for those of you that don't know oh and for those of you who don't know shut up pick up a book <laughs> off um off topic oh yeah there christina and i we watch master chef and there is a contestant yeah from asbury park really yes he's, I, a, he's a vegan they're making him cook meat uh, like hats off to this dude because he hasn't had meat in five years well i think it's just that they don't have to eat it He's been trying. He has to try it. Oh. Yeah, you, oh. you can't give Gordon Ramsay food without trying your food. Oh. I feel like that's something he should have like investigated long before going ahead and... Hey, man. I mean, more power to you, brother. Exactly. We're rooting for you. Exactly. Exactly. His name is Michael, I believe. So, hey, oh, Michael, right. if you're listening, man. Hi, Mike. Good luck. Um, so, again, we're here in Jersey right now. As we all know, Alex, uh, at this point, you know, grew up in Brooklyn. So, if there's, there are two things that we do know. It's pizza and it's bagels. And it's bagels. Correct. So Correct. this all started just because of the fact is that when we got together a couple weeks ago, we were getting together, kind of talk about some stuff, and I had picked up some bagels. Who shouldn't come by to some bagels on a, on a Saturday morning? Nick Sunday got morning. us concessions. It was awesome. Absolutely. You have to have a craft table. It's the most important part of any production. Anybody will tell you that. Clearly. Little bagel, little schmear. So we were like, all right, let's, let's kind of get on into this. Now, I really didn't know anything about the bagel yeah, the in general. Yeah, we don't care. It just tastes good. It just tastes good. It. it tastes delicious. Carbs. It's part of, uh, it's just part of also, you know, uh, growing up, because yeah, you could do a, anything with a bagel. You would go ahead and you would buy them and you would have them for breakfast. Then later on in the afternoon, you would go ahead and make a sandwich for it. Pizza bagels. Pizza, oh. Pizza bagels. Love a good pizza bagel. Something we do a lot here in Jersey like, um, in the morning after you've had a couple of drinks and you're hungover, <laughs> we love to go get uh, bagel sandwiches, you know, breakfast sandwiches. And uh, we're going to say it once, and I'm not going to say it again. It's pork roll. It's pork roll. It's not Taylor Ham. Done. You're clearly from North Jersey, but we're not going to get into it if you say uh, Taylor Ham. But yeah, we, you know, like a bagel sandwich in the morning. Um, one of my favorites from Gems has the rocket, and it's uh, pork roll, bacon, egg, cheese, hash brown. I think there's sausage on there, too, if I'm not mistaken. Is there Isn't sausage? There? I thought there. there was. It's delicious regardless. That's one of my favorite bagels. <sighs> but yeah, we didn't really know too much about the history of... Of the bagel. Where's the bagel come from? How did it make its way around here? I told I told Alex that I wound up doing a much deeper dive than I expected yesterday. Um, 
do you know what they're from? Let's see if we got. Let's see if we can got like corroborating so, information. So what I found is I assume that... real quick, if anything, not to cut you off. If anything, all the information that I got um, is from. I got everything from uh, Wikipedia, a site called eatthis.com, okay. as well as an article from uh, Pix11. Okay, cool. So it seems like all reputable sources. I, I think so. I mean, so, you know. I know. think I found Wikipedia as well, but what my um, source was an article about a book written about the history of bagels. Ooh. Yeah. So I'm going to jump into that yeah, a little what bit. Do you I did not think that it was going to come to this. but um, So the bagels' known history goes back some six centuries in Maria Belinsky's book, The Bagel, The Surprising History of a Modest Bread. <laughs> so right there, you got me. She theorizes that the OG bagel came from Poland or east of Poland. Um, she goes on to explain as part of a migration flow from Germany in the 14th century. So at this time, the Germans came over with pretzel bread. And it's not the um, soft, buttery, salty pretzel that we are familiar oh, no. with now. No, it was actually like... Um, so pretzels of this era were made with from monasteries. That's where they originated from in Germany. Oh yeah. So like it was a you know like a hard bread, and then after they made their way out of the original monasteries, that's when they started to become more streamlined. So the bagel actually got its bread from the pretzel. Huh. The original pretzel. That one I didn't know. Yeah. That one I didn't know. I did get the same thing in Poland. Do you know that that what they used to do though? So the first like uh, apparently like real documentation you tell me i'm gonna start cutting up because i'm actually getting hungry oh yeah actually you're right i'm getting a little getting yeah. a little hungry myself if anything it's the beer i made a point today when i went to go pick these up uh alex and i both had uh the realization that the egg everything is everything hands down the one of the, the best the best one on. that there is yep so i, I didn't know this, but the um the first documentation of the bagel goes mm -hmm. back to 1610 Give you this piece. Oh, okay. Yeah, Sixteen ten. Sixteen ten, and apparently it was given to women during like childbirth, and like it was a present like just after childbirth. No kidding. I don't know why. I wrote down something with the hole and symbolism. I don't. I legitimately do not know. They did not go any further than saying that it was given to women just after they had. But that children. was the tradition, evidently. Okay. So, of course, though they were brought over here to the States, you know, right around the, you know, roughly that like first, second, uh, part of like the immigration, uh, like wave into New York, right around the turn of the 20th century. Sure. Uh, specifically though, like Polish Jews had come over and that's who had brought them over. So they're really popular in the lower East side of Manhattan. So much so that I don't know if you come across this, that there was an established union. I did see that. Yeah. The first place in Manhattan. In yeah, Manhattan. I saw that. They have like the, the oldest recipe for the bagel. Right? Yeah. And we're apparently the best bagels around. Well, they used to keep it to themselves. So there was, this was uh, the Bagel Baker's Local 338. Yeah. They, the only way that you were allowed in the union is if your father had already been a bagel maker. Oh, I didn't know this. And they conducted all of their meetings in Yiddish. So no one, like, if you were not part of the, like, local Jewish community, Polish-Jewish community, you couldn't understand what they were talking about. So they kept, like, their recipes secret for the longest wow. time. My mind is blown. Oh, it gets just a little better because I just... So in December 1951, okay, there was a labor dispute... Uh, between the union and the Bagel Bakers Association. 
Okay, which evidently also was a thing. Okay. So 32 of the 34 bagel bakeries in the city closed. They shut down. They went on strike. I think I read a little bit about this, but please keep telling me because I didn't read it's, the whole thing. Uh, during that period, it's what the New York Times had called a bagel famine, and the remaining two that stayed open couldn't keep up with the 1.2 million bagels that were being made weekly. And they're saying that sales oh of goodness. like locks. For those of people that don't know, lox are uh, smoked salmon. Smoked salmon. Sales of lop, lox dropped 30 to 50%. So who did they bring in? Guy by the name of Murray Nathan. And the reason why he was brought in? Three years earlier, I actually wrote this down. I go, he was brought in to resolve the strike as he was able to mitigate a smoked salmon strike in 1948. <laughs> I said, you can't make this up. You actually can't. It's wild. They, they striked again in 1962. 85% of the bagel supply in the city was wiped out when they stopped. These people had a stranglehold on the bagel. Wow. I'm blown away. Who knew Monopoly on bagels? A Monopoly on bagels. It's the American dream. Bagels should be for everyone. Bagels should be for everyone. And that's essentially what happened. So like around 58 is when they had made the first like commercial uh, machine. And uh, okay. that as a result like put out the bakers uh the right. bagel, bagel bakers efficient, tons more bagels well because people again didn't know this was essentially this was like a localized thing you know yeah. really only on the east coast northeast i would have had no idea had we not looked it up ourselves yeah so what did you get what did you get anything else from bagels because i i so got some I, other crazy just crazy some shit. just some life experience the absolute best bagel i've ever had was from brooklyn and I don't know. Everyone says, you know, it's the water. The lime content in New York water is better oh, yeah. for baking. If that's really what it is, then I believe it because, uh, I mean, it was delicious. I, I don't know. vividly remember. I don't know. I'm, I'm partial to my uh, – the, ba the bagel place I go over here, the, the Pops bagels, good. I think are phenomenal. These are very good. I can't, you can't beat them, I think. But so so we, we touched on egg everything. We both love it. But what's like your favorite bagel or least favorite bagel? Ooh, I can tell you right now that my least favorite is salt. I don't like the salt. There's something about a salt bagel that just turns me off. My my Nick, you know, likes a salt bagel, Ooh. and I'm always like, "What's the matter with you? So You're much. like a sadist. <laughs> like, why would you do that to yourself?" But I have low salt intake. Is really what I'm being told. Ooh. I'm salt deficient. I'm like, okay. all right, we could fix that. Let us know what your favorites are. Uh, yeah, yeah, please as tell well. us. You know, go ahead. Make sure you stick around to the end and get you know check out some of our socials. Socials. Follow us on there. Make sure to add us into your podcast feed and your uh, your like, subscribe, or whatever that kind of bullshit. You is. won't regret it. You won't That's regret for it. Sure. Do you want to? Do you want to know a couple? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. So my least favorite as well. I don't like. The uh, I don't like whole wheat bagels. I find them to be okay. very dry. They are dry. I don't You're like a dry right. bagel. I want a good okay. bagel. What other bagel? Oh, um, okay. So here's a little interesting tidbit about me. Senior year of high school. Yeah. Um, before every track meet, I would go stop at Jim's. Yeah. And get a blueberry bagel with strawberry cream cheese every time. Really? Every time. So when I used to go ahead and cut class to go smoke cigarettes... I, too, would go to Gems, but I had a couple of employees there that would say, oh, you're you're going to go to Gems? Can you go and like do a run for us? And that was the first time I had ever had a sesame seed bagel with butter and a little bit of peanut butter. Oh. And it was, I used to call it the, uh, the Richie Dunnell special. Oh, my God. And I had asked, it? I was like, what 
what is this butter peanut butter thing? Tried it? Really? Oh Chef's my kiss. God, it is so... I came to learn that like the reason why you do that is so you use less peanut butter. Oh. But, yeah, because the butter makes it slide around more. Right, it's right, like right. what poor folk used to do at one what? point in time. Yeah. More butter, less peanut butter. Well, yeah, so like if you didn't have a lot of peanut butter left, you could like scrape the sides and make it spread further. Oh, okay. That's how they do it. This is all economical. It's very smart. Yeah. Very smart. And in these trying times... If, you're, gonna if we're going to be going ahead and buying fifteen ninety nine for a four-pack of beer, you better be ready to make that peanut butter go all long goddamn Absolutely. way. So wait, is that who used to order that? Was it Donald's? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. His, his wife had said she was like, can you go and pick up you know, a cup of coffee? And then for, for Richie, go get a, a sesame seed bagel with That's butter and peanut so butter. And I, was, I did. I was like, what? Do you, know that, do you know that bagels have been to space? I did not know that. Yeah. Bagels have gone to How space. How they get up there? That's such an interesting... In 2008, an astronaut guy by the name of uh, Gregory Chemitov, he brought 18 sesame seed bagels from his cousin's shop. Okay. Here's the thing, How though. did it last? I don't know how they, how, oh. they, how they lasted. Here's the thing, though. They were from Canada because Montreal has their own special style of bagel. There's the Montreal style of bagel. Oh, and the difference there is that it's not so in New York. It's malt barley, and then it's boiled in in salt water. Mm-hmm. In Montreal, there's no salt, and it's boiled in honey sweetened water. Oh, so that's what he brought up there, and I call shenanigans. That's not a bagel. It's it doesn't sound like a bagel. I want to find. We got to get ourselves a, a proper. I'm diving in by the way. New York astronaut, and bring some up there. Do you know that there's also the there's the St. Louis style? So it's not so much a matter of the way that they make it. Mm. Okay. It's how they cut it. Okay. How do you think these these God love them, this myth, these Midwestern <laughs> flyover country folks, how do you think they cut the bagel? I mean down the middle in half? Oh, it gets worse than that. Oh my how could it be worse? So they cut it vertically, like the way that you had just seen. Okay. But they will cut it into like three to four to five to six to seven different pieces. They'll cut like slivers oh. of our camera, our camera friend, uh, Mike is <laughs> cringing at the no thought. Like, what's going what? on. Why would they cut it like that? Yeah. Why would you do that? They, yeah. So they make like bagel slivers. Oh, I could see that being good if it like came in a package with cream cheese or butter to dip it in. Like, like almost like bagel fingers. True, but then you ruin the entire appeal of just being able to like take the bagel and run. That's true. That's true. It becomes less of a handheld and more of a double hand. Exactly. Yeah. I got one last one for you, okay. if you don't mind. No, please keep going. This is all very informative. How much? I told you, like I said, did a much deeper deep dive. dive. Yeah, deep dive. <laughs> How much do you think the most expensive bagel was sold for? Is it covered in gold? There is gold involved. There is, okay. Is it gold flake? It, it there it's there is gold flake. One bagel. Do you want me to tell you what else is on it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's made. Uh, it's topped with uh, white truffle cream cheese. Oh my goodness. Goji berry infused riesling jelly, and golden leaf flakes. I am blown away, and that sounds delicious. I'm gonna say that was probably a fifty sixty dollar bagel. <laughs> Did I lowball it? You plebe. Really? Oh, yeah. 120. Uh, you're off. 
Higher. Higher. Oh my goodness. Um, two hundred dollars. That's my final offer. A thousand dollars. So this is from the. the yeah, where? The Westin in New York oh. at Times Square. It was first sold in 2007, and then again ten years later in 2017. A thousand for one bagel. Mm-hmm. Okay. Why? Okay. I'm gonna break it Why? down. I'm gonna break it down for you. No one should be paying a thousand dollars for any food. No. Whatsoever. Not one single item of food should cost one thousand no. dollars. That being said, a gold flake covered white truffle cream cheese. What was it? Riesling and. Goji berry jelly? A uh, 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 goji berry infused Riesling jelly. Wow. I mean, that sounds really good. I wouldn't pay more than like 30 bucks for it. No. Yeah. I'm also not going to go out. Of, like, I'm not going to throw myself into the middle of Times Square to do that. Times Square is oh, like no man's land. Not. As I won't go to Times Square for anything. Really. You know what your best bet is, folks? If you ever make your way on out here and you find yourself in the city, walk into any little bodega, just get Get yourself a sesame bagel, a little bit of cream cheese, and you make sure you got to have a cup of coffee and those little blue mm. Greek, and you spend three fifty, four bucks. call it a day. It's going to be the best goddamn coffee and bagel you've ever had in your entire life. A little bit of schmear, call it a day. So, as I'm eating this, no, this is delicious. It's, it's a goddamn good bagel. The inside is super fluffy. Outside's a little, a little bit more chewy than I like on a bagel, but... It's got a nice crust, and I mean, like, everything everything bagel seasoning is tops of the chart. I personally don't think you can go wrong. Same thing same thing with our beer here. I finished mine. I was very thirsty today. You know what? I think the only way that you could probably go wrong is, uh, is if you don't probably check in with us You should ask week. us first. Yeah. Yeah. Check in we, with us. We give you permission to come see us. Come see us. Please. Come see me. I'm going to melt less as time goes by. Probably. I'm I'm sweating from undercarriages. I didn't know as, I could sweat from. As we get closer to the winter months, we will not be sweating this much. Oh, who the That's hell are you kidding? You and I... <laughs> good Lord. You and I... I like, That's all right. You and I sweat in the middle of January in the, you know, in the Arctic at this oh, point. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It's, it's a glandular issue. Yeah. Um, well, that's going to be it for us today. Yeah. Uh, we really thank you guys for uh, coming in. Please come find us on our socials. They'll, they'll be right at the end of the show. Okay. Uh, we'll make sure that we've got those all nice and added in there. We can't speak because I have bagel in my mouth. But you've we'll, got actually, we'll tell you you've had one just sesame seed, just right. It's gone now. It. <laughs> thank you. Just saving it for later. Yeah. Later is now. Oh, man. Adios. Uh, see you guys later. And join us uh, next week for another beers and beers and is hosted by Alex Chula and me, Nick Messina. Video producer is Mike Delavan. Original music is by Alex Chula. Sound effects have been provided by Zapsplat. And audio editing and producing is from me, Nick Messina. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to Beers And wherever you listen to podcasts. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Beers underscore 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 and. That's Beers, three underscores, the word and, on both Twitter and Instagram. And of course, Alex and I always want you to enjoy your beer safely and responsibly. Neither Alex nor myself have any affiliations with any of the breweries we sampled in this episode, be them legal affiliations or otherwise. 
If you have any questions or concerns, please email us at beersandpodcast at gmail.com. That's beers, the word and, podcast at gmail.com.